Welcome to Foundry Radio. This commission series looks at what Matthew 28 teaches about obedience, worship, authority and action. Episode 1, a series introduction. Hey, so uh, welcome. Um, welcome to the commission. Uh, I'm Lewis, this is actor. We um, we started a series with some of our foundry family friends uh, uh, earlier in this year where we looked at the Great Commission and it was around these uh, topics of obedience, worship, authority and action. Um, and actor and I felt a prompt to go and record some of these talks afterwards, not because we are geniuses, but actually because there was something in the time with family and friends that God really spoke to us and we, we learned in it and we think there's actually something of that that we needed to um, capture. So we're going to um, make available these four little talks around obedience, worship, um, authority and action. Um, but before we kind of get into those, we thought it was good to have a brief conversation. Uh, Actor and I spend most of our life chatting to each other. We thought, yeah. why not um, subject other people to that as well? So um, what we do is like, we'll have a quick um, read off the, the passages and then we'll maybe just chat a little bit about what the series is or, or kind of where it came from and um, try yeah. to avoid too many cul-de-sacs of, uh, of side stories that we tend to do. Yeah, right. So here it is. So Matthew 28. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So that's Matthew 28. It's the Great Commission, pretty familiar, um, pretty familiar words. Now, the reason we looked at this series um, early in the year was because there was a day where actor was on the phone to me. We were catching up about what we were going to look at at the next fireside. And, um, and you said very clearly, like, I feel we're meant to see us in the Great Commission. And it's meant mm -hmm. to be on these four topics. And then I think you even then pinged me straight away at a WhatsApp message where you done this visual of like chunked all the things up had all the talks and stuff there and so yeah. like kind of was there was there a specific prompt you felt from god or like kind of what, yeah. what was it that stirred you in that moment mate yeah i think i think um, i mean you and i've spent the last several years just trying to follow jesus in the detail and to ask him what we're to do and and um and just learning that that's not a legalistic thing it's about intimacy with the creator intimacy with jesus who's king of kings and so it definitely came out of that, out of just looking at the the word of God with Jesus and asking him, you know, the fireside, the idea of them was really this sense of Jesus gathered his disciples around the fire, mm. especially around John 21. And he taught them and he says in John 645 that we will all be taught of God. They will all be taught of God. And so we wanted to create that space, didn't we, for, for Jesus to teach us to really impart something, not just... Um, I think we've we've probably had an overemphasis in church over the last I don't know how long, but on, on the Ephesians four teaching gift, which is mm. a great gift to the church. But there's meant to be uh, a, a deep degree to which people learn to hear from Jesus Himself, and mm. that He can speak something into our heart and soul. So, so yeah, it's just reading, praying, asking the Lord, what do you want us to do? People's time is precious, so when you're calling them to anything, you want to make sure that the Lord is in it, and, and He's promised to be with us every time we gather. So. I think this was exactly, as you said, like a direct response to those prayers, a prompt from the Lord. Um, and I guess the two things that even what you shared at the beginning um, that really stirred in me, this is such a familiar Passage. bit of scripture. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a familiar chunk. 
that you know there's it's probably even even Christians who don't are not able to quote loads of scriptures know something of this scripture and where it's found um it's so familiar and and yet it's so central to why there is a church on earth why god leaves his children to suffer and even die you know the majority mm. of christians around the world and throughout history actually suffer horrifically for the gospel mm. and are put in prison and have their stuff taken from them and um jesus died to save us but he doesn't take us immediately out into the new heaven the new earth or into his he leaves us on earth to suffer and to um and to work with him and the the at the heart of that is this commission this great commission to go and make disciples of all nations so it's almost like um yeah it's so essential it's so familiar and so what i felt the lord wanted to do for us as a little group with the foundry was to revisit it um to to spend some time so it was over four months even even yeah, if yeah. there were you know four meetings but um and to really dig in and ask the lord like what does this mean for me right now again we, mm. we we're in danger sometimes of oversimplifying what discipleship means um but this is a commission for all believers everywhere at all times even to the end of the age so it's a mm. really really critical piece of scripture for us to revisit um you're never going to be done with it and and it's a living word and, and then I, I feel like so the two things were one was to revisit a familiar piece of scripture and, and let the lord speak to us fresh about it mm. um the other thing was just this sense of the lord highlighting these keys like even before the commission itself i think you're going to start with um you know verse 16 just yeah, how they even so. got to be at the mountain yeah and and that yeah. that passage really just lit up to me the whole th- certain steps or um keys that help us to walk with jesus mm. in this commission and to see it fulfilled yeah mm. it's funny just uh, talking of the um the overemphasizing the teaching gift over all others like that was one of the things yeah. that was beautiful about the firesides in general but specifically with these there were there were one or two of the evenings where there was more of a kind of talk prepared where someone's actually you know for yeah. 15 minutes 10 minutes 20 minutes or um, but actually there was a couple of them where it was much more of a dialogue just like actually yeah. like you know like literally i think I, I think it was on the authority one that i can't remember it was either authority or actually you like literally shared for like four or five minutes and then the rest of the hour and a bit was yeah. just this conversational thing which i think really was um helps people process there's a yeah i can't remember which um which uh there's a famous preacher that basically joked that what he was going to do was he was just going to keep preaching the same sermon week after week after week mm. um, until people actually went and did what the instructions yeah, were you yeah. know like the, and there, there's really that sense like that i am i probably heard enough com- enough uh, sermons or teaching on the great commission in my life like there'll be very few people that will listen to this series of talks that haven't heard sermons on this before yeah um, and the provocation for me is always that like do i need to hear another talk on the great commission or do i just need yeah. to go and start doing stuff doing that it. i've not been doing yeah. that i know what i need to kind of go and do um yeah and obviously, I realise that there's a foolishness in that because we're about to go and record another set of talks yeah, yeah, exactly um, right. around yeah. it as well. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but no, I, I, again, I that was, yeah. go on, no, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say because that because that was one of the um, one of the prayers that we had before the series. That again, we yeah. I think we probably reiterated every time in our in our prayer before we actually got into the the scripture each week was around actually we can't just have another series where there's a bit of teaching and you walk away with some things yeah. in your head and you forget about it the next day which is 
Um, I, do, I don't know about you. Uh, there's been lots of times where I've been in small groups midweek and there's someone yeah. said, right, so who can remember what the talk was about on Sunday? And there's just like the tumbleweed moment and nobody really yeah. remembers what was going on. And so that was part of our prayer was that actually um, that where we're talking about, um, you know, obedience, actually God in the moment would impart something of that, that we would like, you yeah. know, not just like a little bit of learning that we take and a little nugget that sits in there, but actually there would be something that he would put into us, birth in us yes, in the moment, yeah, not through absolutely. the gift of preaching or anything like that, but just yeah. that God would do something that actually from each of those four sessions, we would, yeah, I suppose that'd probably be my prayer for this, yeah, they, <laughs> this set of recordings as exactly, well. Is it like, you yeah. know, like the, basically there, there, there are enough sermons out there um, yeah. to talk about these things, but it's something where actually where God does something to, to yeah. seed it. I think that, so even as you're speaking, I, I feel like, you know, the reason we're recording this is because they're, we felt in God as we pray day by day that the Lord was saying to record this and, yeah. and even the detail of like, what do you call it? And, you know, how do we do it? Um, it's all born in prayer. And I mm. think one of the great awakenings for the church right now is actually is again, it's in this great commission is that Jesus is with us every time we truly gather in his name. And we've mm. got to be honest with ourselves. Sometimes we, are actually gathering in the name of a church or a denomination or a stream. We think we're in Jesus name or we think that he's because he's part of what we're doing that that's, but actually truly when you gather to Jesus and you just like those disciples did on the Hill in verse 16, Jesus told them to go somewhere. They went and there he was. And then he commissions mm. them to this great work. That is literally the pattern for our life. And you and I have been walking that out closely with others. You know, what does it actually mean for Jesus to say, surely I am with you always. It's not just mm. you get to vote Jesus and, you know, you're a fully signed up member of the Jesus Christian Club while he's in heaven. Now, he's with us right now. And so everything we, we need to do in fulfillment of this great commission is is only worked out with reference to his living presence and his voice. And what is he saying mm. to us? So he starts with all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, so it's about him. And on the mm. basis of what he has and who he is, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. That's the bit we focus on. But actually the basis of it is all authority has been given to him. And surely I am with you always. And then he goes. But of course he mm. sends the Holy Spirit. And and so, like again, I I think this passage defies any you know, there's never going to be an exhaustive teaching or book on the Great Commission mm. because God, who's endlessly creative, is speaking and wanting to speak through his children and to his children. That same mm. Jesus, this Jesus, is is the one who is going to speak to us in the secret place as we seek his face. He's going to tell us how we walk that out day to day. And so the, the immediate things we think about, especially in a Western context, is how do I share my testimony or how do I share mm. the gospel? Is it a four step booklet or do I pray for someone? And you'll have friends who feel like actually if we could just get see more healing on the streets, then more people would get mm. saved. Or if we could just get better church services, people would get changed. Or if I could, you know, show up in my ap ap apologetic bone, then people yeah, yeah, would get yeah. saved more quickly. But actually, I think I think at the heart of it is this really intimate walk with jesus and so the way one person or group fulfills the great commission might be the lord says you hide yourself away you don't mm. share the gospel um in the way that others are doing it but you pray for the fallow ground of your nation to be broken up and mm. i i think all of that is contained in this great commission there's a challenge to every believer 
what does it mean for me to be part of this move to go and make disciples of nations, <laughs> not mm. go and make disciples in nations, but go and make disciples of nations. What, what, what does it mean for me, but actually to just with, with great expectation, know that Jesus is the one, you know, the, the very, you know, we go from Matthew, then Mark, Luke, John, but when you get into the next bit of the story after Matthew 28 in Acts one, he writes, doesn't he? Luke says in my last book, my former book, Theophilus, I wrote to you about all that Jesus began to yeah. do and teach because he's going on to do and teach through his church. Um, so everything you're saying makes me just think about that, that, that mm. life in the spirit, that walk with yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the thing we've talked about before, like the, the spirit behind the, what would Jesus do bands was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But, Absolutely was. But yeah. it's the, it's the thing we said, like, you know, like you, there is no model you can follow of what Jesus did. Yeah. Sometimes he tells someone to follow him. Sometimes he tells him not the same yeah. illness. He'll heal one instance, not another, or heal yeah. it differently versus the other as well. And so like there, there, there's no way to take the Bible on one sense as like a kind of a, a, a to Z of the steps yeah. to basically do, because how do you know whether or not to pray for healing or not? Or, you know, exactly. like the, the only way to live basically is to, um, is to listen yeah. to what Jesus is telling you to exactly. do. It's only, and, and it's like a, it. a bit, again, not, not wanting to preempt your talk, Lewis, but there's obedience is like written into the Great Commission. Mm. And I've got friends even recently who have marked on that and like, it's right there, obedience, because we're afraid of legalism and, you know, and rightly, we don't want to get into yeah. religious spirit and religious lifestyles. Um, but it's written there, teaching them to obey. And then, um, of course, the verse 16, again, they they only got to be commissioned those disciples at that moment because they obeyed jesus they went to the place oh, where well, he told them to go it's even more than that he didn't tell them so basically you see matthew 20 obviously you get slightly different stories in the different um you know gospel accounts but in yeah. matthew 28 the narrative in matthew 20 is the woman goes to the tomb they have the encounter with the angel they then meet jesus jesus tells them to basically tell the disciples to go and meet him there. So like that's ah, the, that's the Matthew 20 narrative. Tell, yeah, beautiful. Right? And so you have the disciples who are there. The last time they saw Jesus murdered, but like literally like the, yeah. the last physical thing they had was his death. That's the thing that's, and then these women come and say, he's not there. We had an encounter with an angel. Jesus met us on the street and told us to tell you guys to go to this Amazing. hill. So it's not even that, that Jesus, not a direct Jesus with eyes. It's yeah. literally, it's, it's, and so that's, that's the, um, it's very easy when you read the gospel accounts to see they're sitting with Jesus around the fire and Jesus says, all right, go there. And you think, yeah, 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 yeah. of course, you, Jesus just told you that. But in this account, and certainly in the Matthew yeah. narrative, that's not the sequence yeah, of how yeah, things yeah. happen. So again, you just think like the, which again is interesting, the in verse 17, where it says some of them worship and some of them doubted, like even yeah, there, still doubted, after yeah. they've been obedient and they've gone to where yeah. these women have told them, this resurrected Jesus has told them to go, yeah. they still basically... Um, but I am. I, it was funny you talk about the discipling nations, and maybe now is not the conversation for it. But the, there's the book Ecclesia where it talks literally about mm. discipling nations, which um, which I still like. I've kind of read that book. I've read other stuff around it, and I st- it's still like a. Uh, it feels like a, an obscure concept. Like a, yeah. it feels like you read the Bible and you, everything makes sense, or you disciple people or disciple this. But actually, this concept of actually discipling. Yeah, a, a nation as a as a as a holistic thing is is yeah. um, it's extraordinary, it isn't tricky. it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it is. I think I think there's a, such a spectrum of views around it. Um, mm. that at the heart of that is this spectrum of views around. You know, is there always going to be a hidden remnant of believers who mm. snatch others from the flames, like it says in Jude, but actually are, are at odds with the prevailing culture of the world, are mm. persecuted and just have to be hidden and suffer for the lord and you know there's a there's a strong 
and I, I would say compelling case that that will come back to this nation. We've you know mm. we've had our we've had many martyrs in the UK who've been burnt at the stake and and killed and tortured for Jesus. It it's a very it's just it's just a it, it's a matter of when rather than if you know that that mm. that cycle comes around again. But then there's a, a what feels like a competing narrative, which is actually the kingdom now. The kingdom mm. Jesus came and released his spirit on earth so that the increase of his government would be seen on the earth as well as, and we know mm. Ephesians one, that's where it's headed. It, God yeah, has, yeah. has placed all things under his feet, made him head over everything for the church. And so there's this, I think there's a competing narrative. When I speak to different people, there are some who are like, yeah, it's going to be tough, but we'll see one or two saved and we'll always be living in, in a mm. hostile environment. There are others who are actively, um, praying for and believing for the redemption of cities and and mm. regions and you know to in, to a massively to, in, in a form of reformation and we've seen it in you know history before um so i i and i and i guess you know with matthew 25 and the sheep and goat nations there's definitely something and even even the woes you know woe to you cities and nations again like well even the the, the old testament narrative basically is there's a people of god but then there's different cities and nations and there are um, pagan nations that basically have you know like deborahs or these different people that basically are 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 appointed to senior positions you know joseph and all this sort of stuff like there is a to the exclusion of other nations yeah there's definitely something on it and again what's interesting is uh, the word of god's and the whole thing about obedience again, mm. I was brought up, I wasn't brought up as a Christian, but when I became a Christian, the prevailing sense of obedience is what would Jesus do? Mm. What do the 10 commandments say? And how do you work those out in your life, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. But like you said, Jesus and the word of God actually defies that, you know, the letter kills the spirit gives life mm. because when you try and apply the letter of what Jesus said, you you really can't. You'll tie yourself in knots, or you'll overemphasize works, or you'll overemphasize rest, and mm. God will do it. You know, there's all sorts of um, different different ways we can overemphasize this out of the other. The key again is is what is the Lord doing at any given moment, and He is amazing. Like He, so I, I personally just rather than you know skirting around, um, I'm fully believing for all of it. I really do. I mm. think if you if you cut the world open now, there are nations and communities of christians that are suffering horrifically like the tri- the great tribulation has come mm. and they are suffering their families are being shattered they they're paying the the, the ultimate price mm. for following jesus and they're doing it with courage that literally right now and mm. these are our brothers and sisters whereas jesus. maybe in the west we're you know we're more self-absorbed or you know mm. wh- whatever's going on and yet i i do believe that god has a plan to display his splendor and glory like you mentioned joseph and there's esther and there are there are times throughout history and throughout new testament history new covenant history mm-hmm. where the people of god have brought you know wilberforce with slavery is mm-hmm. one of the most obvious examples yeah, yeah, yeah. but sweeping reform has happened mm-hmm. and god's righteousness and god's justice have come as a result of this great commission mm. to make disciples of all nations. And again, it, it breaks my heart in a way that we've reduced it to every Christian should be out speaking to your neighbors, inviting them to church. Or I do think there's a, it's, it's in, incumbent on all of us to be praying for those around us and to be, to have that, that lens of salvation. Like if they don't have Christ, they don't have life. Mm. So we want to be in that view all the time. We want to be constantly loving God, loving people, something I'll pick up on, in in um, particularly in the action bit like how do you actually mm. walk in the great commission is it is all about love how do i love god with all my heart soul and strength how do i love my neighbor 
all of us need to do that. But actually, there's a much broader outworking of this Great Commission. Um, for some, he even says it, doesn't he, with thinking of Fireside. And Peter's been told that when you're old, you're going to stretch out your arms and someone's going to lead you where you don't want to go. Someone else is going to dress you and you're going to die mm. for me, Jesus says to Peter. He's, Peter got his wish almost that he mm. said, I'll die for you. And Peter is like, okay. And then he looks at John and he says, what about him? <laughs> and Jesus is like, what is it to you if I want him to remain alive yeah. till I come back? You yeah. follow me. Like, what yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. And I think there's something, the Great Commission, and, and that's why it defies an exhaustive kind of commentary or... Um, mm. And we need to be we need to be really diligent about Lord, how am I working this out in my life? But then, mm. in the context of the people I'm connected with, what are you doing? What are you doing locally? What are you doing amongst the churches? That I, I, mm. again, you know this, Lewis, but my sense of one church. So where mm. I live, there is one church, and and it's got different. There's a there is division. The house is divided right now, and it can't stand like mm. that. Jesus is going to bring a oneness to it. And part of the Great Commission is to, to be praying for the church, for those mm. of us that we, we carry this commission collectively as well, and just praying that we would all have the heart to obey Jesus ourselves. Those women, it's very brave of them to do what Jesus, I mean, what else would they do? Yeah. But still, yeah, they had to go still. to these, yeah, you, you all think he's dead, but we saw him. And he wants you to go to this hill at this time. Yeah, yeah. And they just did it. Like we, we need that yeah. same spirit of obedience um yeah it's funny because um we, we've talked before uh, about this idea that the which again reference back to we were talking about this um uh, perhaps this overemphasis on the gift of teaching like the mm. the the call of the great commission has been shrunk to okay what you need to do actor is basically you mm. need to somehow stir up enough courage to ask your friend to come to church on a sunday and either yeah. we'll try and set up church so you can come every sunday or we'll have special sundays where you come but the idea is they'll come and then we'll hear someone speak to them really well and they'll basically yeah. do it and that then they'll do the altar call and then you can, you know, and so it kind of, it really has their, it sounds more stark than it is. Like I don't, that's yeah. not the heart of church and stuff, but like there's something of that shrink of cake machine. You can just let them even know you're a Christian and maybe invite them to church as opposed yeah. to saying, Joe, actually you, and again, that's, it's very um, parochial, like invite them to your church and maybe we can get them into yeah. our church and we get, you know, um, and um, it, it sounds more callous, like my description of it sounds more callous than I think the the yeah. genuine heart of people is. And yet I think there's something of that's what the Great Commission has shrunk to, as opposed yeah. to you, it's the thing you said before, and I love it, it's basically if every Christian on the earth was wiped out apart from just you, yeah. then well, Jesus just one still Christian, had gone, not just me. Yeah, as in like, just, not just you, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, normally you say it's the risk of sounding like... But, yeah, no, no, but if, if, the, yeah. if the entire christian race or all christians were were killed and there was one christian left yeah. they have the weakest them, of us all. God, the weakest of all they have all that yeah. god would need to basically see salvation come for millions and millions of people yeah, it's, it's an incredible, incredible like, and yet that's that's not what we tend to try and um, enthuse people to get the fullness yeah. of and go out into your workplace or wherever it happens to be with yeah. that rattling around your head rather yeah. than i just need to bulk up enough confidence to ask someone to yeah uh, very good yeah I think, I mean, even as you're speaking again, there's such grace on all that we do and there's grace on, you know, bring people to the family of God because mm. then when they see how you love one another, they'll be saved. I was saved that way and my family mm. and friends were saved that way. Um, there's goodness in it. At the moment, there's a lot of talk from um, around disciple making again, which is a really healthy mm, refocusing DMM stuff. on DMM stuff, disciple making movements. 
And the the key phrase there, which is great again, and is very biblical, would be we make disciples who make disciples. It's thinking generationally mm. and um, it's the priesthood of all believers. Stuff. It's all true. The danger is it becomes, you know, this means that. And, yeah, and we, we try to bring a methodology exactly and a model mm. to what the Lord is doing there. When you were speaking, I was thinking about, it was just making me think about that all authority has been mm. given to me. And it, it is authority in every sector of life. And so there really are people whose main mandate will be the compassion God has birthed in them for the poor is going to mm-hmm. change lives. And and people might say, well, what are you doing to, to preach the gospel? And, you know, but actually this is what the Lord's told them to do. You yeah, could, yeah. you could apply the same thing to Jesus. Mark chapter one, the disciples say to him, look, he's just been healing people all night. He goes to sleep. And in the morning they're like, Jesus, more people are outside that need healing and the immediate response in Mark one, Jesus says, let's go somewhere else. <laughs> mm. And you can, you could say, well, you've got the great commission to fulfill. Yeah. You know, you're being very callous. You come to church no. on a Sunday. There's a big crowd of new Christians outside. Quick, exactly. let's go and have a secret let's meeting. Go somewhere else. House. <laughs> yeah. And it's because it's not, he's not working out what he thinks is best. He, John five tells us that Jesus only, he's only that's, doing all the time what he sees the yeah, father doing. Rather, and that's yeah. the great commission at the heart of it is, is, you, you know, I've taught you to walk with me i'm still going to be with you forever by mm. the power of the holy spirit and and i you know surely i will be with you i haven't left you as orphans mm. i will be with you in this but it's time to go it's time to get up and go and go mm. and do john 14 12 the, anyone whoever believes in me the least and the last again whoever believes in me will do the things i've been doing and even greater things because i'm going to the father and he goes on to teach about this mm. gift of the spirit mm. so you and i there's no way you know there'll be there'll be better books better talks about the spirit of God. But our belief is that because the Lord has told us to do this series of recordings, mm. we do it in obedience. It might be a few loaves and fishes, but if it catches one person up yeah, and they take beautiful. a step towards Jesus, amen. That's all we want, mm. isn't it? Like, mm. yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Cause the, the, the psychology will, shows us that we basically, our brains always trying to find shortcuts, these little heuristics that okay, basically hacks. like, so, you know, these kind of like, exactly little kind of hacks, yeah. like, oh, A equals B. And we tend to love pattern seeking, like even kids who, you know, the smallest age possible, if you show them abstract shapes, abstract shapes that bravely, sort of vaguely um, display a face yeah. shape, they'll be much more attractive. Like, you know, we're kind of this pattern seeking stuff. And, and it's, there's some beauty in the fact that, God doesn't let us, like, he's like, okay, yeah. that's great. That's how I've made you. That's, you know, that's part yeah. of how the brain is constructed. But actually you can't live your life just by looking for particular patterns off like, you know, well, I do this and I do this and I do this and I get this outcome. Yeah. Just like the only pattern, though we've said this how many times, the only it's thing beautiful to hear that is, yeah. is repetitive that you can do is, God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. Yeah. Like, I don't know, you know, I, I know all the stuff I've got to do today. I can, I've got enough of a brain that I can, plan my day i can be sensible i can make each i can do all this sort of stuff but actually god the only way i want to live is to have my eyes yeah. on you it's the only pattern of living that yeah um, or the the only kind of yeah like sort of heuristic kind of hack that you can follow yeah that will genuinely lead to fullness of life versus just something that becomes more yeah. sort of pharisaical it's beautiful and it is there at the heart of this mm. passage we, we should pray in a moment for it because yeah yeah just even again as you're speaking the it, it, I was just thinking about the two trees in the garden. And again, it gets mm. quite deep when you think about it, but it's just true that the tree, the fruit that we ate was the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And and that's in, we've internalized right and wrong in a way that we never were meant to. God is the one who knows right from wrong. Mm. He he has the, the knowledge mm. of good and evil 
and, yeah, and yeah, as yeah. we're close to him he leads us and guides us and and when we internalize that we ate that fruit we've got this little god self inside us that says this is the right way and this is the wrong way you know god's mm. looking at his creation saying this is good this is good this is good this is very good and mm. then we eat that fruit and we're like yeah this is good but this is better uh, and that's yeah. not very good and what you're doing over there is not good wow. and so we simplify and what what the lord has opened up for us through his death on the cross and his resurrection is in his perfect life he's he's literally mm cut every penalty of sin away from us so we can live and, and eat from that tree of life and just walk with him. And it doesn't matter mm. how weak you feel, even how messed up you are living because it's his kindness that leads you to repentance, his grace that teaches you to say no to sin. Like none of us are cut off. If you're in Christ, if you've believed in him, none of us are cut off right from this moment, mm. calling on his name, hearing his voice. You've got to learn it sometimes the way a baby has to learn. And yeah. look, how, how does a baby get taught to learn their parents' voice? It just happens. Just happens. There's yeah, an appetite yeah. and there's a grace from God. That's yeah. what happens with believers. But again, it's that it's that first. I, I remember it in myself. The first stirrings when you start to realize in Scripture or in people's lives around you, other people seem to have heard from the Lord a lot more clearly and frequently mm -hmm. than I've been expecting. And and that you know for both of us has been a thing, hasn't it? But it's, mm -hmm. it's at the heart of the Great Commission. We go with Him. And mm. we only know what to do. Like you said, we only, our eyes are on him. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on him. And, and even when you're speaking about patterns, I could just feel the Lord gen genuinely, he loves patterns. Like he, mm. you know, he's the God of order. Ah. We often put those one, one Chronicles 28, 19 about the temple. All of this I have in writing because the hand mm. of the Lord was upon me. He gave yeah, me absolutely. to understand all the detail of the plan, but he's got a lot of patterns <laughs> and we yeah, want to, yeah. we want to pitch a tent on this pattern because it worked once. So it yeah, seemed yeah. good. And just mm. like the transfiguration, they're like, this is amazing, Lord. Let's pitch a few yeah. tents. In Let's do it. We're done. This is this. Yeah. yeah. And the Lord's like, no, 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 no. And what, even there, actually, even as I'm saying it, I was thinking that's a bit random. This is my son whom I love. Listen yeah. to him. That's yeah. the, that's God's response to trying to pitch a tent on a moment of revelation or yeah. a moment of glory. This is my son. Listen to him. Yeah. Mm. So um, yeah. I've just got one last thing just, and then let's, um, let's pray. But the... One of the things that we've often talked about is that the, there's an acceleration of um, major events happening in the world. Like things seem to be happening faster than mm. they certainly have in my lifetime. The accelerate, you know, like it's almost just feels yeah, like one thing, major things change. happen, and there's this exponential change of stuff. And so, yeah. um, in in that context, focusing on the Great Commission or things like obedience mm. or worship or understanding the authority we have and actually kind of doing stuff like just. Is there, is there anything you feel around why, like, the, you know, like just in the context of what we're living in just now, why there's, yeah. there's such importance in this so, now? Yeah, there's something I'm grappling with. Um, uh, so I think I think first, at a really personal level, I feel like it's so central to to who we are. And to, we've just been working through Acts as a little group, but, you know, locally. And the the strong thing that just has rung out of every page is that these guys lived for jesus it was philippians 121 paul says for to me to live is christ and to die is gain mm. and the early church everything they did constantly was enjoying fellowship in jesus and then going out and making disciples like they there was no space for anything else and god fed them clothed them he had them you know they were locked up and they were beheaded but they were like, this is what we live for. People selling their houses, their in kids' yeah. inheritance. Like, And I think one of the urgencies for us is maybe less about the season in history and more because of how far we've drifted from that. 
And mm. so there are Christians who will have lived and died in the last 20, 30, I don't even know how long years who never led a soul to Christ. And actually mm. there'll be like one Corinthians three, their works will be just ash, ash. and they will, mm. and they'll be saved, but like someone coming out of the fire and, and that's not God's plan for his children. We, mm. he's called us, chosen us, appointed us to bear lasting fruit. And the lasting fruit is, is eternal. It's, it's his, it's his people. So I think there's something for us as a church where God is like enough is enough. And he's stirring us to an awakened sense of this mm. is what you're on earth for. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard in this world. You'll have trouble, but I've left you so that you can gather them in so that you can mm. call others to enjoy me the way you've enjoyed me. Mm. But I do also think, and this is, this was, this is the bit that I'm still wrestling with a couple of guys. I'm trying to think, um, who they were, but they're, they're a couple of, um, Josh, who's over in India, a, an amazing guy, um, just working with the Indian church in terms of multiplication, discipleship and mm. stuff like that. And then another guy who works with the, um, church in China, both have said similar things and I've heard them in the last year. And they've said that the, in every generation, there is a new apostolic prophetic foundation being laid for the church. And in every generation is the potential for jesus to come back you know it says mm. in scripture we hasten the day of his return and so they are carrying this sense that maybe we would be the not they're not arrogant and they're not saying we yeah, are yeah. in some strange prophetic sense we're the last generation they're just seeing in scripture in a way i haven't but i've been really provoked to because it says we can hasten the day of his return mm. that actually the great commission will be fulfilled in a particular generation where everyone who can be saved will be saved and so mm. that gives them an extra motivation and impetus mm. to do it, which I found really exciting. And, 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 and certainly the shaking of the world right now, I think is God's grace. I, I do. Mm. I think there's a discomfort coming to the church. Uh, and again, I'm not making light of people's financial problems or yeah. health problems or anything. Um, but there is such instability in the world because there's been a veneer in the West of comfort and kingdom yeah. now, but it's been kingdom and comfort in the world. And Jesus mm loves people too much to let us especially his church stay in that place mm. he wants us to be uh, uncomfortable enough in our hearts and about the fact that people are dying and lost and that they don't know him he wants to almost tip us out of our chairs mm. and say go go yeah. go go yeah, go yeah, go yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah i definitely do feel that urgency brother mm. yeah. uh, but i've got like a, a 50 other things I want to chat about, but <laughs> let's save it for another day. Um, maybe we'll just pray again. quickly and then yeah. we'll, um, yeah, we'll, and we'll have a chat after the, um, at the end of the series as well. Yeah. Um, look, Father God, Lord, we, Jesus, um, we'll share this whole series, like I can't think of the Great Commission and these topics without um, being prompted to pray the same prayer that we've prayed for months now, Lord God, is that would you, would you do something in these talks, Lord God, that it would be an impartation of God around giving us the gift of obedience. Not that we would then have a, a tick list mm. of things we have to go and do and work hard at, although there is an activity on our part that's incumbent. But Lord God, would you give us the gift of better obedience? Lord God, of, of give us the gift of being able to worship in a new way. Lord, of, mm. of understanding our authority, not because we're trying to kind of like always hold a thought in our particular, you know, hold a thought in mind and fight for it. But Lord God, would there just be something Jesus. you would impart and give to us of understanding authority mm. such that we would be just instinctively tipped out our chair to go and yeah. act with the action that you've given us? Yeah. Jesus, you, your, Jesus, your timing is perfect, Lord. There are seasons of waiting. There are seasons of patience, Father God. Mm. And yet, Lord God, you, you have not... 
nowhere does it say basically, okay, what you do is get ready, just sit down and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait, Lord God. There's an action that you have called your people to be active in the world, Lord. Mm. Holy Spirit, would you use these talks? Jesus. Yes, Lord. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Mm, Amen. Well, so welcome. This is uh, this was our introduction, which will end up being longer than our talks. But anyway, by God's <laughs> grace, hopefully this is a good thing for you, um, and uh, we hope that you enjoy the rest of the series. We'll um, the four talks will, will be available. You'll find them, and then afterwards we'll maybe just do a, a, another conversation just to, yeah. to wrap up and uh, take them there. So anyway, Beautiful, thanks brother. for your time today. God bless. Mm-hmm.